sort of uh, extrovert type. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of that. And so I sat down beside him. And he didn't. He didn't look up. He just said, "Hello, Alan." And uh, that was good because he actually knew I was there. And uh, and so I I said, uh, oh, "Pastor Barbara, good to see you." And he said, "How are you?" I said, "I'm doing great." And then I said, "I got. I want to. I want to ask you a question. This is something that's really been on my mind." And um, I wanted to know. Uh, I wanted to know his technique of inviting people to Christ. Because as, as many of you understand or know, the thing that God asks us to do is to invite people to Christ. That's what Jesus invites, tells us to do in, in the Great Commission. Invite people to come to Jesus Christ. And so I said, what, what do you do? How do you do it? Now, I, remember, I'm asking a man who's been my pastor all my life, uh, and he's been in the ministry, I think at that time, it was 40 years, been preaching the gospel to, to thousands of people, uh, standing in front of thousands of people on a regular basis. This is something that he, that, that he was good at doing. So I said, how do you do this? How do you, how do you invite people? How do you do this one-on-one -on -one invitation? And uh, i got to tell you, I was, I was shocked at his answer. And you know what he said? He said that he still found it extremely difficult to invite people to Christ on a one-to-one -one basis. He still found it very difficult. And he said to me, Alan, I still have to screw up my courage. Those are his exact words. I still have to screw up my, my courage. It's, it's a hard thing to do. Now, I want to tell you something this morning. The very essence of the Christian faith is that we are inviters. Did you know that? That's what we do. We invite. In fact, in the parables that Jesus told in a number of times, he, he, he tells us that we are to invite people into fellowship, invite people into our world, invite people into our home, into our Christian experience, into our Christian life. It's, and it's hard to do. Even Pastor Barber, who preached in front of thousands and had been in the ministry for, for 40 years, even he at that time had a difficult time. So before we go any further, I want to just acknowledge, because I know some of you are sitting here today saying, say, oh, this sermon's not for me. <laughs> I can't do this. I'll let somebody else do this. No, this sermon is for you, and this applies to you. This sermon is for everybody, and it's something that all of us have to do. So let's just get that straight before we go any further. Here's what Jesus says. He says in, in Matthew 22, verse 9, he says, so go to the street corners, invite to the banquet, anyone you find. Does that mean people I don't know? Yeah. People you don't even know. You're supposed to invite them in. Luke 14, 13. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Invite them in. Now, I've got I to remind everybody of something this morning. Does this, this business of inviting people into our life, into relationship with us, is extremely difficult. As some of you think I'm a... I'm a I'm, I'm kind of uh, the opposite of Pastor Barbara. I'm, more, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, and I find it easier to talk to people. Guess what? I'm kind of like him. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shy kind of person. Did, how many would believe that today, that I'm a shy person? Some of you, so you, some of you are just sitting there thinking, oh, really? <laughs> and some of you are thinking, who cares? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I find it extremely difficult. But I'm going to tell you, in obedience to Christ's command, 
in obedience to what Christ tells me to do, I do it anyway. And this is why so many people have a hard time believing that I'm a shy person and I find it difficult to invite people into my life because I'm doing it all the time. I have to tell you something. It's not because it comes natural. Gloria is way, way more outgoing and finds it way easier to do this than I do. And again, if, if many of you don't know us, you would think it, it was the reverse that was true because Gloria is, is prim and proper and, and she's, uh, she's not in your face. But she's way, way more outgoing than I am, believe it or not. Now here's the thing. God invites all of us to join him in making a difference in the lives of broken, lonely, hurting, disconnected people. And you know why? Because God is a relational God. He's a God of love. Now, every time that you invite someone into your life, every time that you invite someone to, to church, because by the way, how many know that, that this is, this is your, your family here? This is your family. This is your home. How many know that today? Did, did you know that? This is your home. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> and I'm your dad. No, that's not true. I'm your brother. <laughs> I'm your younger brother. Uh, <laughs> Every one of us, this is, this is our family. This is, this is our, our, our home. And God tells us to invite people into our home, into our life. And so many people, they say, well, you know, I've got my church life, and I've got my work life, right? And I've got my, my social life, and I've got my hobby life, and never do these ever touch each other. Well, guess what? It's wrong. Because here's what you need to understand about yourself. If you are a Christ follower, if you are a Christian, then Jesus invades every part of your life. Did you know that? Jesus has got to touch every part of your life. And here's the, here's the thing. You become, the Bible says, this is what Jesus says, Jesus says you are the salt and the light of the earth. You are his influence in this world. You're the ones that God wants to use to make a difference in the lives of the people that you know. And here's what we discover in the Scripture. Remember a few weeks ago we said that, that without faith it's impossible to please God, but that God rewards those who earnestly seek Him. That's Hebrews 11.6. Everybody needs to know that verse off by heart, by the way. Okay, listen. Without faith it's impossible to please God. I'm going to tell you, every single time you respond to Christ in obedience, you are taking a step of faith. Did you know that? Every time you do what Jesus asks you to do, you are taking a step of faith. And that step of faith is what pleases God. It's what makes God happy. That's when you discover the blessing of God in your life. And so what we're talking about this morning is, is responding to Jesus' command to invite people into our life. And Jesus is clear that if we do that, then we will experience the blessing of God in our life. Now, I could just ask you this morning, how many want the blessing of God in your life? And everybody would say, yeah, and then some of you are just, you don't care about it. <laughs> is that true? You want the blessing of God in your life, don't you? Of course you do. So if you want that, then here's what you've got to do. You have to invite people into your life. You've got to invite people into your church life. 
You've got to invite people into your social life. Now, look what it says here in James. It says, in the same way, read that with me, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So you can't tell me this morning you're a Christ follower or that you want to please Jesus, listen, if you're not willing to do what he says. Your faith is dead, James says, if you are not doing what Christ says. And what Christ is telling us to do is invite. You say, really? Where does it say that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked that question. And here's where it says it. It says it in Matthew. Let's see it. And would you read that with me? Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. There it is. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Let's read on. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Now, I'm going to tell you, our church has been pretty good at taking care of the hungry and giving clothes to the needy. We've got Verna and Helen working on that once a month, and I think Ron's in there and a few others, making sure that we provide clothing for those that need it. We are, we've, we're loading up a, a, a container, filling it up with, with supplies that will meet the needs of those poor in other parts of the world. And you know what? Here's the thing. We're, we actually enjoy doing that, and it's kind of fun. In fact, uh, uh, it, it, it's a, there's a rush that goes with that. I mean, this, is, this feels good. We, last week, we had sign-up sheets to go to the Fairford First Nations Reserve, and we also had the sign-up sheet for the Lighthouse Mission, which provides... Uh, food for those who are on the streets downtown. We had, I think we had 25 names or more on each list. Really exciting. And by the way, if you want to sign up for that, that's great. And by the way, the reason we do this is because of what we're reading here today. But guess what? That's not, that's not all there is. There's things that we, we maybe sometimes conveniently skip over. We skip over the hard parts. We, particularly this where it says, I was a stranger and you invited me in. That's an uncomfortable thing to do. It's a very, it might be the, the most difficult thing that Jesus asks us to do, to invite strangers into our life, to invite people that we don't know that well into our life, to invite people who have never been to church. It's hard to invite them into our church family. I was talking to a fellow this past week, and uh, he's, he's in the ministry of distributing Bibles. And one of the Bibles he handed out actually had the logo of his ministry on it, on the back of the Bible. And this fellow who had got the book, he actually read the whole Bible. And he's walking down the street, and lo and behold, he sees the building with that logo on it that was on his Bible. So he walks in, he says, who are you people? Okay, remember, he's, he's never been to church, but he's got a Bible and he's read the whole thing. He proceeds to tell, to tell the fellow there that he has actually given his heart to Jesus, he's become a Christian, and he wants to know, what do I do now? The fellow in the ministry office is like, what do you do now? I'm so glad you asked. And so what did he do? Invited him to church. Now here's where it gets interesting. This fellow comes to church, and um, while he's sitting there, he's 
he's fidgeting, he's nervous, he's uptight. And, uh, and the fellow that has brought him asked him later, what was going on? What, what happened? He said, I felt like a stranger here. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like this was not my home and that maybe somebody was going to tap me on the shoulder at any minute and ask me to leave because I didn't belong. Wow. The lights came on for me because here's the thing. There's so many people out there who don't recognize or don't understand that they can actually come to church here. I got a call last Sunday from somebody who lives in a block, just kitty corner to the church, saying, am I allowed to come to your church? And I started to laugh. I said, of course you're allowed to come to your church. She said, I thought it was just for black people. <laughs> I said, why did you think that? She said, because it's, I guess because of the Zambia. It's in Zambia. We're going to Zambia. So I guess, you know. So I, first of all, I was so thrilled, so delighted that she called. I said, you are welcome. You are welcome. I said, what, what made you think of calling? What made you think that you could come? And she said, because somebody invited me. Wow. So here's the thing. A lot of people afraid to come to church, afraid to come through those doors because they don't know what goes on around here. Like they don't know the secret things that we do here, right? You know, the, the religious rituals and customs. And this, how many know that churches have, have their own kind of language that they speak? How many know that? And that if you are new to the church, it's like, what are they talking about? You know, and they sing about the blood of Jesus. It's like, ooh, what's that about? You don't get that. You know, we talk about fellowship. We need, to be, we need to be in fellowship or we need to evangelize. What do these words mean? So here's the thing. Our job as Christians is to invite people into our home and then when they come here, to make them feel welcome, like they belong. That this is not a strange place. That the pastor is very approachable. That the people here are actually just like everybody else. Jesus has called us to invite the stranger in, and here's why. Because God is a relational God. Because God loves the poor, the lonely, the broken, the disconnected. God cares. And you've heard me say this. There's not a plan B. There's only a plan A. And the plan A is simple. God wants to use you and you and you and you and you and me to invite people into the family. That's God's plan. That's God's will. He wants to invite those who have been cruelly used and abused by this world to come to a place where they will feel the love of God. When's the last time that you did what Jesus said? When's the last time you invited somebody to church? You know, some people wonder, why do we have, why do we have to shake hands in every service? Anybody ever wonder that question? What does that have to do with anything? Are we just killing time, having everybody shake hands? Oh, no. To me, shaking hands in the middle of the service is one of the most important things that we do. How many were kind of freaked out the first time they came to church and we were shaking hands like, anybody like that? There's a few hands there going, yeah, I was, I was one of those people. The reason we do this is because we want everybody to feel welcomed. We want everybody to feel that they belong, that, that they're special to us. Why do we have a cafe out there? Because, because we know how lazy you are in making your own coffee, so we make it for you, or 
or that you get up late in the morning, you haven't got time to go buy one, so we provide. No, that's not what it's about at all. We've got tables and chairs here so that you can connect. So when we invite the stranger, and the stranger has a place and a way to connect and feel love and feel warmth and feel welcomed. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have Alpha with a meal. Invite people in. A stranger, you invited me in. That's why we do it. Now, we're good at the humanitarian stuff, but boy, this business of inviting strangers in. By the way, when we talk about strangers, it could be actually one of your best friends, but when it comes to being in church, he's a stranger or she's a stranger. When it comes to, to socializing or connecting with other Christians, he definitely is a stranger to that. Last week, Bobby Van came to church. Nobody here knows who he is, but I do. And the reason I know who Bobby Van is is because Hank has been telling me about Bobby Van for a long time. And Hank has been telling me that he's been inviting Bobby Van to church for a long time. And Bobby Van kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'll come, yeah, yeah, I'll come, oh, yeah, I'll come. And, and if you know Hank, he doesn't know when to stop, right? Says, Would you like to come to church? 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 Like to, it goes on. Yeah, that, that's Hank. And finally, I don't know if they just wore the poor guy down, but he came, came to a men's breakfast and actually enjoyed himself and found out we're not so strange after all. And then last Sunday, Hank walks up after the service with Bobby Van and shakes my hand and he says, I enjoyed this. I'll be back again. I thought, wow, yes. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. God's called you and me to invite people into our world, to experience the Jesus that has transformed your life, that has transformed your heart, that has transformed your marriage and your family. This is God's will. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Every time that you invite a stranger in, you're taking a step of faith. And when you take that step of faith, you're pleasing God. Pastor Lee Powell of Cedar Creek, Ohio, he said that he was spending, he was spending thousands and thousands of dollars every year on marketing his church so people would come to his church. And after spending tens of thousands tens and tens of thousands of dollars marketing his church and putting out flyers and, and putting advertisements on the radio and on television. After spending tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands, one day someone said, why don't you take a survey to find out how many people are in church because of the money spent on this marketing? So he did. And you know what he discovered? Drum roll, please. 80% of the first-time visitors came because they were personally invited by somebody. Isn't that interesting? Listen to me. There is no plan B. And it's not the pastor's job to fill these seats up. You know whose job it is? It's our job. We are all called to invite people to church. I think of the people that I have invited to church since I was, I was little, just, just really little, and how many people, how many of them now are going on with Christ? 
people I've lost track with, but people I know came to Jesus simply, simply because I invited them to come to church, to come into my world, to experience what I've experienced. This is what God wants for us. This is his will. And the Bible says that every time you respond in obedience to Christ's command, you please God and you invite his blessing on your life. God wants to pour out his blessing on your life. I don't know if you realize that. In verse 34, look at what it says there. Then the king will say to those on his right, read that with me, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. You need to understand how utterly important this is. This is not, listen, this is not a trifling matter. And this isn't one of those, one of those sermons where you could say, well, you know what, this one applies to, my, to him because he's way more outgoing than I am. This is a sermon for every single one of us. This is a message from God to every one of us. If you want to know the blessing of God in your life, then you absolutely do not have a choice in this. You need to invite the people in your life to come to church, to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. If you look at the verses further on down, and boy, here's, here's, a, here's some verses I wish I did not have to read to you. Here's some verses I wish I did not have to tell you about. Here's some verses I wish I could just cut out of the Bible. How many have found verses like that in the Bible? It's like, oh, I don't like this one. Anybody like that? <laughs> I like to, I'm going to cut that one out because that one doesn't fit. You can't do that. Here's what Jesus says. Ready? If you have your Bibles, you can look at it for yourself if you want. It's found in, in uh, verses 40 and to 43. And the king will reply, Truly, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Did you know that when you invite a stranger into your Christian experience, into your church, into your life, did you know that you were ministering to Jesus? You didn't know that, did you? You were doing it unto Christ. And so here's the thing. When you invite someone to church, you are engaging in highly spiritual activity. Highly spiritual. When you invite someone to church, when you invite someone to, to your church family, and then it goes on. Here's the part I don't want to read to you, but I have to because it's there. How many want their pastor to tell you everything and not hold anything back? Anybody like that? Anybody want to just say, Pastor, just tell us the good parts and leave the bad parts out? Okay, well, I've got to tell you it all, right? Because I, I took a vow before God and before all my ministers, minister friends, that I would do this, so I'm going to do it. Okay, is everybody all right with this? You're all set? Ready? Holding, holding your chair? Hold the hand of the person beside you because this is, this is tough to take. You ready? Verse 41. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. 
There's a holy hush in the house this morning. Because God is speaking to us. And even as I'm speaking to you now, the Holy Spirit is tapping on your shoulder. He's tapping on your heart. And he's reminding you of somebody that you could be inviting to your family. And I'm talking about this family. And God's going to hold you accountable for this. For what you do with that information. Pastor, don't talk to us about this kind of stuff. It's too uncomfortable. Here's the thing. You're not the only one that's going to stand before God and give an account for whether or not you did what Jesus said. Guess what I have to do? I have to stand before God and give an account for what Jesus said. And I have to stand before God and give an account for what I taught you and preached to you. So Jesus is going to say, Alan, did you invite people to church? And if I say yes, he's going to say good. Now here's part two. Did you tell everybody that you're responsible for, everybody in your congregation, did you tell them to do that too? And I've got to say either yes or no. And this morning, you've all heard it now. And I've discharged my duty. Now you know what God's calling you to do. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I want to tell you this morning, you always can tell who the happy Christians are, and you can always tell why they're happy. And you know why Christians are happy and why some Christians are unhappy? I'll tell you, it's very simple. The happy Christians are the ones who are doing what Jesus says, and they experience what I was talking about last week. My dad was making fun of me last week. We're going, bam! <laughs> Every time you do what Jesus calls you to do, you experience the wow factor in your Christian life. It's like, wow, this is fantastic. God used me. God worked in me. God worked through me. Now, here's the thing. If you will do what Jesus tells you to do, you will experience the happiness that God has intended for you. And that's what it says here. That's what it says up there. Then the king will come, will say to those on his right, come you who are what? Say that word. Blessed by my father. You know what that word blessed means? It's, you will be made happy. You will be made joyful. You will be given that sense of fulfillment, of satisfaction in your life if you do what Jesus says. And Jesus says, among other things, invite the stranger in. Why does God ask us to do this? Very simply, because he is a relational God. How does he describe himself? He describes himself with one word. What is that word? Love. God is... Now, you know, you, that's a scripture verse. God is love is a scripture verse. That's how God chooses to describe himself. He's relational. And he loves the broken, the hurting, the lost, the disconnected, the suffering, those who are being cruelly treated by this world and by this life. And Jesus is saying, those are the ones you need to invite in. Those are the ones that you need to invite so that they can experience the love of Christ. Did you know that every man, woman, and child on this earth is lost until they're found? 
Sounds ridiculous, isn't it? He says, well, of course that's true. But let me say it again. Every man, woman, and child in this world is lost until they're found. And God has called you and me to partner with him, inviting that lost person into the family so that they may be found. How many know who Helen is? Anybody know who Helen is? Helen works in that kitchen. She's here almost every day. She's in there puttering around, cleaning things up, sorting, sorting things out, cooking meals for Alpha. She's just an, an extraordinary person. And uh, we were having Alpha, of course, about a year, year and a half ago. And she thought, you know what? There's some people I know that I could invite into my world. And uh, Helen, uh, Helen goes to the first service. And so she invited these sisters to come to Alpha. And at the end of it all, lo and behold, these sisters, all about my age, maybe a little older, all these, they all gave their hearts to Jesus. And every Sunday, they're there sitting right about where Jay is, the three or the four of them sitting there, entering in, worshiping, feeling very much a part of the family, they were here at the banquet. They were filling a table up. Now, this is, this is the coolest part of all. One of them came to me and said, Pastor Allen, I think God wants me to go to Zambia. I, can't, I, I cannot tell you the thrill that that is for me as a pastor. To see these girls come to Alpha strangers invited in, become part of the family, and now we're sending them out to go to the mission field. Absolutely amazing. I don't know about you, but man, that just sends chills up and down my spine because Helen invited them. What was the worst thing that could have happened? They could have said, no. No. But they said, yes, another part of the family. And now they're going out to the mission field. Unbelievable. I wonder who in your life right now is waiting for you to invite them to come to church, to come to know your Jesus. I wonder if that person that you know that has not come to church yet, I wonder maybe if that person won't be our next missionary going out to the mission field. If that person won't have some special work to do. Jesus calls us to invite the strangers in. Invite them in. Show them that we love them and that we care. Would you stand with me, please?